so it has been a great way to kind of cement the two, to realise that the SSE is there to help us deliver the junior cycle. And, uh, but sometimes you need something like a project like this to, to bring it all together. This has created a culture of uh, interdisciplinary planning and uh, cross-curricular collaboration that is too rich and too important to finish up when this project finishes. Hello, I'm James Thompson, advisor with Junior Cycle for Teachers and coordinator of the School Excellence Fund Step Up Project. In this podcast, we'll be finding out more about the project as we hear from the school leaders, teachers, students, the inspectors and JCT. A total of nine schools from various parts of the country, both large and small, single sex and co-ed took part in the project. This is a school self-evaluation story which can resonate with all teachers, classrooms, subject departments and wider school communities. We hope you enjoy the podcast and that you are inspired by the step-up journey of the schools involved in the project. More detailed information on each of the projects is available on schoolselfevaluation.ie. We'll start off our journey by going back to October 2018 when all the schools got to meet together in Athlone for the launch of the project. As you will hear, there was a great buzz among everyone involved. The first voice you will hear is Declan Cahalan, Assistant Chief Inspector with the Department of Education, and then we'll hear from JCT advisors Emma Gallagher and Grania Mackin chatting to some teachers about why they decided to get involved. The Step Up Project is one of a suite of projects under the School Excellence Fund. The project is aimed at supporting schools to move from an effective level of implementation of the Junior Cycle Framework to a highly effective level. The project is a collaboration between the JCT, Junior Cycle for Teachers, and the Inspectorate of the Department. The project is mainly led by the JCT and schools can access a range of resources from both the JCT and the inspectors. To some extent, the project has been providing a hothouse, perhaps, to the schools participating in. They get visits from JCT personnel, from um, inspectors will visit the school as well, and there's a range of kind of customised supports provided to the schools. It's giving schools an opportunity to really focus on particular aspects of their uh, school improvement plan. All schools are engaged with school self-evaluation, but these schools have had a particular push in the work that they're doing. The focus has been mainly on the three subject areas of English, business and science. The reason for that is that they were the first three subjects to come through the full implementation of the framework. I'm Richie Hayes, um, I'm from Colossumir and Ennis, um, and I'm here with my two colleagues Olivia and Damien. I think that it's a really good opportunity for us to work together um, as different departments and to focus on a specific goal and uh, try and enhance student learning through that. Yeah, and I suppose it's a great way to let them see the junior cycle as a whole, like with each of the different subjects, and eventually it'll all knit together and they'll understand that that's the way of learning, you know, that's going forward, that's the way that they'll work. And then for yourselves personally, like what would you be hoping for you as an individual? Um, over the course of the project. Uh, it's really rare that we get to kind of work um, with our colleagues in other departments so even even that idea of getting to know people better both professionally and personally 
um, and being able to see different styles of teaching or what happens kind of in other classrooms and stuff. I think that that will have an impact personally and professionally. I suppose it's nice just to pause and see where you're at as well in your teaching career and that you can you know that you have a wealth of experience and you're willing to bring it to others around the table as well so that's rightly coming from there. Hi I'm Suzanne McMahon Deputy Principal Boris Kane Community College so we're very excited because we have three departments involved in this and we're very excited because we've worked with JCT before and we're excited to be involved with the department and I suppose school self-evaluation as it's so crucial uh, and it underpins everything that we do within the junior cycle framework. My name is Rachel Kern, I'm a teacher at Castlenock Community College in Dublin. And I'm Christina Clark, I'm Deputy Principal in Castlenock Community College. And do you have any particular hopes in terms of the students learning, like the impact that your involvement in this project will have on the students in your school and their learning? I suppose we hope that the students will become more involved in the learning experience, they'll become autonomous learners, there'll be a more kind of holistic approach to teaching and learning in the classroom and the students will be at the centre of, of the experience in the classroom now. Hi, I'm Emma Davis. I'm an English teacher from St Brickens College in Belturbet in County Cavan. Um, I just thought it was a really interesting opportunity to develop our practice in the school. Um, I think it would be really beneficial to link in with the JCT, link in with the inspectorate and get some advice as to what good practice should look like in the classroom and how we can kind of develop that in our own classes first of all and then I suppose hopefully with the view to spreading it out throughout the school. Well I'm Carmel Donoghue, I work for the inspectorate and I suppose in a word maybe I'm very positive about the project. Um, I'm looking forward to working collaboratively with the JCT and the teachers in the schools and I think that um, if it makes the difference in classrooms that we're hoping it'll make, um, it, there'll be wonderful projects and hopefully there'll be models for other schools maybe to get inspiration from. I hope that gave you a flavour of the excitement of the participants as they began their Step Up project. We'll now hear from some schools regarding the first step in the project, which is closely aligned to the school self-evaluation process, identifying a focus. We'll also hear about the evidence that schools gathered to inform that focus. My name is Lauren McGill. I am uh, our Step Up Coordinator in St Columbus College, St Orler. The focus of our Step Up project is looking at how formative assessment improves student engagement and motivation and how classroom-based feedback will improve that for us. We, uh, we looked at the second year students uh, in our school and we feel that as a year group they're the students that are more likely to disengage with their learning. So we felt that this was somewhere we could maybe try and improve and by including something like classroom management and classroom feedback, it was something that was manageable for us to do as teachers. Uh, we are gathering data by uh, surveying our overall second year students in the school. From that we're looking at attitude changes and how they engage with the learning in class. From that then we have developed a student focus group of 10 second year students um, that we all teach amongst the three subject areas. Um, we're using our uh, focus group then to sort of survey them and their attitudes to learning and how they engage in class and from that there we are implementing our initiatives to our second year students and class. Uh, my name is Leah Burke, I'm a business teacher in St Columkill's Community School in Knockline. Uh, the focus of the Step Up project in our school is on the use of effective questioning to improve student learning outcomes and also the student experience within the classroom. My name is Louise Ryan, I'm in Burstkane Community College. The focus of our Step Up project came from our school improvement plan where we wanted to look at formative and summative assessment. We wanted to look at feedback and also we wanted to look at co-creating success criteria for the students. 
Well, my name is Mary Gilmore. Um, the school I work in, St Louis Secondary School in Dundalk. Uh, I'm deputy principal, and I was the I am the step up coordinator. The focus of our project, well, it came as a result of staff audit of the 24 statements of learning in junior cycle, and from that, you know, while we were highly effective in certain areas, particularly you know around ICT, uh, one area that we felt we could maybe kind of try and move from effective to highly effective in was the digital uh, literacy area. Uh, initially we looked at key skills you know in, in general with digital uh, literacy but as time not a very short time went on we realized that we'd look at the the digital element within each key skill initially we sat down with as you know as a step up team and we, we actually put everything on the table and we said well exactly what are your concerns around here you know because people are at different stages with regard to this and different had certain different levels of comfort around it so we asked everything was put on the table and we discussed what, what you know what we need what our needs might be. My name is Paulie Flanagan, I'm Principal at Castle Troy College and my involvement I suppose as part of the senior management team from the very outset was to encourage and support. We've had a really strong focus on learning and teaching here for many years. The SSE operation or structure has been our vehicle for success and I recall vividly from the outset that we had people coming together in the initial staff uh, involvement where people came with a sheet of paper, some came with a few thoughts, others had uh, really impressive notes. So there was a vulnerability there at the start that people were, uh, you know, creating an environment where we could share that vulnerability. I was there as an equal and everybody was there trying to create that little bit of time. And so colleagues have learned from each other. We've gathered evidence of going from effective practices to highly effective practices by first off doing a pre-survey with the students and their understanding of the topic and their desires for the project. Some of the key areas that were identified were the need for an opportunity to reflect on the learning and the opportunity to put students at the centre of the learning experience, offering them a richer um, learning experience. And then the students desired clarity with the lessons, so statement of learning intentions early within the lessons. From the teacher point of view was the desire for collaboration collaboration. Um, so that from the whole school evaluation fed directly into forming our project, forming the focus of our project and providing us with evidence as to what we could use to step up into highly effective practice. After schools had gathered evidence and identified a focus, they analysed the data they had collected and moved to create an action plan. In the next few clips we will hear how a couple of the schools did this along with some of the key learning that happened during the process, like the importance of communication and a team approach. Okay, so my name is Lisa Kiley. Um, I am, I suppose, primarily a physics teacher in Castle Troy College in Limerick. Um, I have a role as director of SSE within the school, and I suppose I was coordinator of this particular cross-curricular step-up project. So I suppose we have an SSE team which involves senior management and myself and, and then what we have as well, we have structures in, in school where we have, obviously we have a very big school, there's nearly 100 staff and you know maybe 21 different departments. So communication is the key in, in relation to identifying focus and making sure that there's I suppose understanding of the rationale behind what we're doing. So we have one teacher in every department whose role it is to lead learning within their department. And we call them the SSE link teacher. So the link teacher in each department would meet regularly with myself and senior management. They'd be very clear on what's happening. They'd be looking at the, at the data that we've got. We, we would, as a team, then agree, you know, the, the targets and the actions moving forward. And then those link teachers then would lead the, I suppose, action planning 
within departments to try and progress our whole school targets. So this is our, I think, maybe our fourth year now with Link Teachers. And because it's a revolving post, rotating post, you know, there's a lot of teachers in school now that have had the opportunity to be the leader of learning within their department. And again, you know, so therefore we're building understanding and capacity in the area of SSE across the school. For me, what I found surprising, when you work in a department or I'm working in the business department, I think I'm just working with my business colleagues and everybody else is busy in their own departments. This opened my eyes to, it's not about the content, it's about the teaching and learning methodologies that you're using within your subject. So it's about the breaking down the features of quality, co-creating the success criteria, using the different types of feedback, feedback templates, the parental involvement. So I was just sitting with my colleagues there from the English and Science Department and they were talking to me about how they broke down the success criteria, um, ways that they could do it. We were talking about going into each other's classrooms when we're doing it so we can pick up ideas. It's not about the subject, it's just about the teaching and learning that's going on all across the school and that we all can benefit from that. I was very much aware that it was important if we wanted to have meaningful engagement and also if we wanted to make a meaningful long-term impact that there was you know a sense of cohesiveness amongst the team and that it was really important like that that there was a shared vision um, I also discussed with them about you know protocols of operation so we had that conversation at the start with regards to our meetings and um, with regards to the entire process um, and I suppose they knew then from the initial steps that it was going to be a space where they could engage as professionals but also that it was a safe space for them as well, that there wasn't going to be any judgment, that they could talk quite openly and freely about how things were going when they trialled a methodology and where they think they fell down. And also they said that from those meetings and conversations, they got a huge amount of support from each other. Hi, my name is Anya Woods and I am science team leader working with JCT. The school I was involved in, there were so many leaders within the various groups, but obviously something was happening in the culture of that school that they felt empowered to step up and take leadership and take ownership and make, make decisions. And I just think that's, that's a huge factor in any school improvement. The project started in October 2018 and were designed for a two-year engagement. The closure of schools due to the coronavirus pandemic in March 2020 caused disruption as schools began to come to the end of their projects. Despite the change in plans, schools still managed to share some of the positive impacts of their step-up projects. We will now hear from students and teachers about the benefits brought to the learner's experience and teacher's professional practice. My name is Helen Bruder. Um, I'm a business teacher in Stratford College at Rackgar. Collaboration, I suppose, has been um, a key thing for us in this project and I suppose it's something that we've enjoyed an awful lot because I suppose maybe as a business teacher I mightn't have known what was going on in the English classroom or I mightn't have realised what was going on in the science classroom. And which was a lovely thing the other day was the girls were saying to me, oh miss, we're actually using this in other subjects because we're running this uh, project through English, uh, through science and through business. So it was lovely to see that they could nearly preempt things that we were going to do with them. We were definitely able through our step up meetings, people kind of got a little bit interested, a little bit nosy what's going on there. So we were able to talk through other subject areas and just say, listen, it's something that's quite simple. It's something we're doing already, but it's just a more formalised approach. And some colleagues would ask, will you show me how you kind of, you know, uh, embedded that YouTube clip or how you give that feedback online through the students. So it kind of started growing and growing through other subject departments. I think the project Step Up had a really positive impact on student learning. Um, you could see their confidence growing um, day by day within the class and it was lovely for us as teachers to push us out of our comfort zone. As English teachers sometimes I tend to do things maybe in a very sort of specific comfortable way and it made me think of more kind of 
um, exciting ways to deliver my lesson and to use technology within the classroom, you know, as an active learning methodology to get them moving, to get them, you know, trying things in a slightly different way, even in terms of the format of assessment. Assessment was a little bit different. Sometimes it would be kind of like active projects or group projects, and it fed into key skills of junior cycle because they had to work collaboratively. Collaboration has been really important um, in our project. It's facilitated us um, to converse across three different subject departments. So I'm an English teacher and so I've been able to sit down with teachers in business and science so that we can look at strategies that we implement and that we use um, across different subject areas and within the different classrooms. So it's helped me to understand students' experiences in different subject areas but also from the teacher's perspective why exactly they're implementing certain strategies and what exactly they're doing. Parental involvement, we looked at, we do monthly assessments in the school. So in the monthly assessment template we created, we had the success criteria, the learning intentions, the success criteria. Then we had the feedback in relation to that piece of work and how the parents could support the students. And it's very specific formative feedback in relation to how to improve that piece of work. And the parents were given space then to make a comment and to, to sign that piece of work. So that was really good, getting feedback from the parents in relation to that. With the whole change in junior cycle reform then as well, it helped me gain a better understanding of junior cycle reform as well. And that with the non-linear method of teaching that we're going into now as well, it helped us to kind of link learning outcomes from different strands then as well. So it was an ideal opportunity to become part of something like that that would help me to become a better teacher. When you don't know the learning outcomes from other subjects then as well, linking it with the, other, with the four other subjects bar science then, like with business and the learning outcomes and geography, and our different methods of teaching then as well. I mean, we all are individual teachers, but we all have really good ideas. And three heads are better than one. And what you can learn from other people then is really, really fantastic. And that they have an approach that you wouldn't think of and you kind of go, oh, I'm going to use that. It's absolutely fantastic. But again, like that, it's the learning outcomes of the other subjects and how they all integrate together. Then I've learned an awful lot from that as well. I thought it was brilliant. Students are coming into us like and they're telling us they have more knowledge than me say as the business teacher because they've been exposed to it in science and geography and CSP so straight away they can come in and tell you the knowledge and they enjoy that. They love being able to share that with you. They're totally immersed in it so they're gaining a much richer learning experience um, when they're seeing it across all subject areas definitely. Even when they reflect on the learning as well, we've little reflection documents for them. Um, they can actually like link what they've actually learned, and they can really make the connections that oh, it's from two or three different subject areas. That it's not just science that we can look at this topic. You can look at it from geography and CSP and business, and see how nothing is in isolation in the world. And now we'll hear from some students about the impact the project has had on their learning. So kind of like when we started the e-mining kind of program, we were given like a learning log, which kind of had like learning intentions and then reflection activities and activities that we could like complete throughout the week of whatever we were learning. And so I kind of found that when we had these learning intentions, they were way easier to know what we were going to have to learn throughout the week. And I also found that we did a lot more kind of student-centered kind of learning and stuff. You were gonna give them responsibility for your learning, especially when we had to do like projects or like watch videos because we had to kind of think for ourselves and take that information and then put it for ourselves like did you know you kind of had to rely on yourself you couldn't just rely on having the book in front of you to answer the questions it also helped the reflection activities helped you learn what you could improve on the next time you were looking back at that subject yeah. um kind of what you didn't do so great on or what you did well um so that was quite helpful i felt like the responsibility was more evenly split from student to teacher it wasn't just the teacher having to teach us everything we kind of we're told what we needed to have by the end of like a task and then we'd go away and find the information ourselves. Mm. So I found that it was a lot more 
based on like us, like independent learning or student-centered learning. Uh, different skills that you learn from each subject, so like skills that you'd get from researching a project in science, you could bring that to geography or CSB or business, so you'd, you'd get different like teamwork and organization skills uh, in each different subject and you can use them in the other subjects as well, so there's kind of an overlap in that way. Definitely like the new way, like it's a different way of learning, it's not the same as just going into like using a textbook or like looking at something on the board, but it was definitely fun to see that like, you know, it was our turn to take control of our kind of our learning, so that was fun. I've learned a lot of skills in the Step Up project. Some include leadership skills, collaboration skills, and especially research skills. Um, they really helped improve the way I do my presentations in my CBAs and in other work, so it really helped. During the Step Up program, we reflected often on what we'd done and what we could do better. Our teachers would make videos, and we could reflect in the videos so we can watch them back later to see how far we've come. So in other subject, I can reflect and I know how to reflect and what to like expect and how to look back on what I've done. Uh, we've improved our confidence in like speaking in front of people we weren't too familiar with. Before I would definitely be very nervous about speaking up in front of my in front of my peers. I'd be like very, um, I'd want to like um, find any way to get out of it. But now I feel much more confident in being able to raise my hand and give my points out during any class. Yeah, I definitely think that as a whole class, we're more confident now. We're sort of known for expressing our opinions. And I think it's a lot to do with these activities that we have done. Yeah, I can't see a difference between myself before and after the project because I've definitely improved my oral skills. I'm a lot more confident now, especially in transition year, which when you kind of need it because you're out on work experience and getting to know new people and uh, exploring new things. So I think it really helped as well. Oftentimes we engage in stuff in the school and the students don't really understand the purpose of what we're doing and it gets lost actually. So they learned through their second year the need to explain to the students what was happening so that the students were part of the process as well. And then the students became much more focused on what they wanted them to be focused on instead of being all over the place. So it was really interesting to bring them in, how they learned that it wasn't just a teacher project. It, you had to bring the students, had to know where, what direction they were trying to take. Like we've we've um, had so much new in the last number of years. I mean, the whole junior cycle, the school self evaluation, and it can sometimes you can be overwhelmed by all of this new stuff. And what what I think this project helped me to realize, and certainly kind of you know reflecting on it, I suppose between this year and last year, is that I suppose the the principles of the SSE are there to help us deliver the, the, the junior cycle. You know, that though the mm. tools are there, all those great methodologies, all those um, activities that put the student at the centre. And we know them and we're using them, but sometimes we're not really connecting the dots, you know, that joined up thinking that I think we're yeah. experiencing and the students are experiencing. So it has been a great way to kind of cement the two, to realise that the SSE is there to help us deliver the junior cycle. And, uh, you know, that's, but sometimes you need something like a project like this to, to bring it all together. As schools came to the end of their projects, we asked teachers to reflect on the key learning that they had taken from their initiatives. The teachers you will hear from in the next few minutes will share some of the challenges they faced as well as what they learned and how that will affect their classroom practice going forward. Some teachers and school leaders also share some advice for other schools seeking to move from effective to highly effective practice. 
The first voices you will hear are Anne-Marie, Sharon and Linda who discuss the links between SSE and everyday classroom practice. I wouldn't have seen it as being important to my everyday teaching and how I work but now they're very much integrated so it does it does kind of it's not an extra thing that you have to add on it's just it's there and you just incorporate yeah. it. It's a tool SSE is a tool that we can use to help us in our teaching and yeah um, it's not something extra but it's something that's helpful helpful so we're using the SSE process to help us implement the JC principles. And initially, like, uh, I'd be under no illusion that at the start it looked like an extra role, like it was, you know, yeah. taken on. And I didn't see initially how it was going to link directly to, you know, my lessons and the improvement of my lessons. I just thought it was another project I was yeah. getting involved in. But now I can see the benefit, and not even now, we could see it last year, how it enhances your lessons. Um, even right down to learning intentions. And yes, we were sharing learning intentions with our class, but you share them in a different way now, a deeper understanding yeah. of them, because you have a deeper understanding of the learning outcomes and the overall result. Yeah. yeah so that's been massive. If I was given advice to a new team moving forward, I would definitely say start small. Focus on your strength and say what do we need to improve upon it. Definitely don't pick something that you think you're definitely finding quite challenging. You need to kind of be at a proficient level already. And definitely collaboration. That to do it in isolation is a little bit overwhelming, that you need to have that conversation, that dialogue, and understand that it is a journey and that it's going to be taking little steps each time. And watch it grow from there and ask for help as much as possible. One thing I would advise or encourage schools to is to have a small core team at the beginning. I think that's very important. For us, when we sat down at the very initial meeting, there was about 15 there. And you were thinking, how is this going to work in terms of time, timetabling, resources, all of that. So instead, then we broke it down. So we had the English and business and science. Then we were able to link back then, maybe every once a month or every couple of weeks to the rest of the team. And they were kind of given, you know, different objectives to work on. I think that definitely would be it. Um, I also think, you know, thinking cross-curricular. I think that's very important um, and not through your subject and looking at something. Yes, we use the CBAs, but that was only really a vehicle to, to push on the teaching and learning methodologies. The main obstacles that we've encountered is time and difficulties with time. So we all have very busy timetables and even trying to um, get us together to meet as a group is quite difficult because our timetables are, are quite full. And uh, one of the things that needs to be done, I think, in future in order to mitigate against that is that there needs to be a great amount of foresight in planning teachers' timetables so that the perhaps time that we have off um, is at the same period so that we can begin to uh, collect together and plan on a weekly or monthly basis and we can actively use that time so that we're not trying to scrape time here and there and it's a much more meaningful process. It is the time involved, the creation of the time. We worked on largely a voluntary aspect um, in the initial stages and whilst it was great, it was unfortunate because teachers really don't like missing class so we were getting cover for our classes. So we're at nothing unless we can create time officially and so we have a model where time every week, the core team have built into their timetables time uh, and that, that really is so important as also is the fact that uh, you, you have to create real interest and support from senior management team. Nothing really of any significance happens in a school, particularly in learning and teaching, without the active involvement and affirmation of the senior management team. 
And something that really should never really be underestimated is the importance of the looking at our schools document. It is there to, to look at and see well, we're effective in this and how do we go to highly effective. And it gives very clear guidelines on how you can do that within your own particular context, within your own particular school. It's not a one size fits all. You look at it and you say, where are we with regard to effective practice? And where are we with regard to highly effective practice. And there's no need to be phased by that within the domain. Domain three is the one I'm thinking about leading lead school development. You know, so I'm not saying there weren't bumps in the road. There were. There are always bumps in the road, but I think that's also part of the process as you learn, as you go. Uh, you're never done. You never come along and say, we're finished now, it's all over. But that's, that, that's a good thing. I think it's very important that you just continue, continue all the time you're improving. To implement any change, it's, it takes time, and I would say that it would be a good idea to, you know, to maybe look at something that you may be quite strong on, anyway, that you know that there's very good pockets of good practice going on within the school, you know, and whether that is on the area of assessment or on, on questioning, whatever it is, to pick something that you know that there is evidence of good practice, get feedback from the students, you know, and then maybe start small and get a small group of, of teachers to try and move that to high effective practice within their own classrooms to collaborate together, to share that learning that already is there, to make tweaks and changes and you know, you're not going to get highly effective practice school-wide with the one sweep. I think you need to start with pockets and then you know, allow it to kind of permeate out from there and I suppose being very important to try and capture the learning and then sharing it with the whole staff and again, student voice and the impact it has on students is a very powerful tool in actually allowing it to permeate across the school because Improvement in student experience or the participation or their enjoyment of learning is really what gets to the heart of most teachers. I suppose in, in relation to you know communicating SSE to a whole staff, it's, it's not a case of I suppose coming in and just saying well this is our SSE plan and let's all do it. Okay, um, it ha I think believe that it has to organically grow from student and, and teacher up from the ground. I think that um, you know from looking at our schools document that has allowed schools huge freedom and flexibility to look at each and every school individually and to look at our areas of strength and areas of improvement and we really try to engage with that process and we've tried to you know look at the different standards and different domains and you know identify together what are the things that we feel we need to work on in here so we've done that in, lo in lots of whole staff meetings where we've allowed te teachers in smaller groups to discuss it identify what they think are areas of strength and weakness we've got students to do it you know through surveys and focus groups and you know we have collectively decided what our SSE plan is or our school improvement plan is so you know that, that's how we communicate it can't be from the top down. So I suppose my advice would be in terms of attempting to move from effective to highly effective practice would be to really whittle it right down you know make sure that you have a laser focus because the temptation can be to try and do too much from the outset and it's not achievable then as you um, engage in the work and that was something that we even found ourselves we would have had initially a huge plan that was just far too ambitious and again it was with the support of JCT and the inspectorate that actually gave us the confidence to say we need to slow it down and we need to actually pair things back so I suppose like that the more focused your lens can be the better and to be very very clear on what it is you're trying to achieve and then go from there and um, to take the time with your team to ensure that it is a shared vision and ensure that everybody does understand and have the same meaning when we're talking about you know whatever the item is that's really important and that really helped us as well and then you need an action plan you know, you need to have your steps 
outlined in terms of, you know, what are the actions that will have to be taken and who's going to do what and when and have, I suppose, a set of, of different deadlines and criteria that you want to reach before you move on to something else. And as well as that, you know, don't expect perfection. It's going to take time and for something to be meaningful, it will take real time and to allow yourself that time. Um, and like that, just check in and review. And if something is not quite working, again, to really examine it and explore why exactly it's not working. And again, you can make a change to it. It is your plan. So you are allowed to um, let it evolve and grow over the time. The nine schools involved in the initiative have now completed their step up projects. This podcast has aimed to give you an overview that will hopefully be useful as you think about moving from effective to highly effective practice in your classroom and school. To find out more about the Step Up Project, go to the schoolselfevaluation.ie website where you will find a comprehensive project report and individual reports from the schools. The schools outline the steps taken during the project as well as highlighting the domain and standards selected from looking at our school. They highlight enabling conditions, student learning experiences and examples of the teaching and learning methodologies that teachers employed over the course of their project. At its heart, SSE is about empowering schools to take a look at how they teach and how students learn. It helps schools to make small but meaningful changes to improve outcomes for learners. We hope hearing about the Step Up project has inspired you on your SSE journey.